Hi guys, this is Fiddle Tales. My name's Katie. And I'm Azra. And today's a Tiny Tales episode, and Azra's gonna tell us about body farms. Yeah, it's not as gruesome as it sounds. It's kind of more sciencey and uh, more about forensics and solving crimes, which is kind of cool. I knew nothing before I started researching this case, and I found it really fascinating, so I really hope you guys like it. So yeah, I guess we'll get started. So body farms are also commonly called outdoor forensic anthropology research labs. That's kind of what forensic scientists prefer them to be called, but everybody just calls them body farms because they're like, nah, fuck it, body farm sounds more morbid and it's just cooler to call them body farms, you know? Also, what are they doing? They're farming bodies, so. Well, yes, but they're also researching, so. Yeah, body farm. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, You're just cute. Okay, go ahead. So, body farms are where scientists study the process of human decomposition using donated bodies. So, it's not like they're just, like, fucking grave robbing and stealing these fucking bodies. So, depending on where you live, you can choose to have your body donated to a body farm, which I think is really cool. So... Body farms study how different variables, such as temperature or location, may affect the rate of decomposition, and so they help forensic anthropologists to tell time since death in various situations. So like, let's say you were murdered and your body was left in like a frozen tundra or something like that, like how would, how would they be able to tell how many days ago you were murdered? Body farms help because they study rate of decomposition. They help forensic anthropologists know, like, how long it takes for a body to decompose in, like, crazy wild scenarios. Like, they can tell you how long it would take to decompose, like, if you were in cement or if you were in the trunk of a car or, like, different things like that. Or at least they test those things. Like, they look at them in the cement. They pull them out, you know, do all the things right. so that they can yeah. determine that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the very first body farm was opened at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville in 1981 by Bill Bass, who was a forensic anthropologist. And he opened this body farm because he really wanted to understand decomposition because at the time scientists didn't really know much about decomposition and what happened to the human body during decomposition and he also wanted to understand like how maggots and other insects factored into decomposition so that's why he opened the very first body farm but before body farms were created police and forensic scientists had to rely on the carcasses of pigs to do their research and to base their knowledge of decomp and other things off of and they used pigs because it's estimated that pigs had like the closest things to humans i guess that makes sense but i feel like a pig is still pretty different from a person oh yeah wildly different so like they were basing everything that they could off of the knowledge of pigs but like it was basically just a guessing game you know right So, like, having body farms open was a huge, huge, huge step for forensic anthropology. It was, it was massive. Right, because, I mean, 
you can assume what you want from pigs, but it's still not exactly the same. And people are going to be obviously a better test subject, but then like you can't just use anybody's body because people tend to not like that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. But apparently like it's pretty, like there are tons of people who are willing to volunteer to have their body in a body farm. Like there are tons of willing participants. I mean, I think it makes sense that people would, like, willingly do it. I just think that, like, even if I'm comfortable with that, maybe my family wouldn't be, right? Like, that kind of a scenario where it's, like, your family sometimes has more of a say over things unless you have it in writing, like, oh, I want my body to be donated to this specific thing. Right. So I think that that's how it is. A lot of the time, like, these people will say, I want my body to be donated before they pass away. Also, they do have things set up for family members. So this specific um, university at ten- in Tennessee um, has a program set up where family members can come and even visit the body of their like loved one and apparently like four to five families a year will come and visit the person in their life who has passed away and like the scientists will tell them like all the things that their body has contributed to science which is kind of cool see i feel like if i did that i would also want a headstone or something just so my family has some kind of a place to go because i feel like i don't want them to i mean i I guess i don't know what kind of conditions they're in or like if you even see the body or you know what what it is really like Mm -hmm. but i feel like that'd be kind of weird to go see i i just don't want to see they don't let you go see them until your body has been completely skeletized skeletalized so that's you're basically just seeing like a fucking skeleton still gross yeah (laughs) but yeah it was it's huge that these body farms existed because it really helped police solve more crimes because instead of just having like very very rough rough estimates of like how long ago a person was murdered or anything like that they had way more accurate numbers at this point because of the body farms and because of the research that was being done at the body farms Right. So this specific university, the University of Tennessee in Knoxville's body farm, has the world's largest documented collection of contemporary American skeletons in the world. Okay. Which is insane. (laughs) Just a fun fact I thought I'd throw out there. Cool. I'm just gonna go through different body farms around the world and talk about what they do and different things that they study now. So the Forensic Osteology Research Station or Body Farm at Western Carolina University is interested in taphonomy. They want to understand how the surrounding environment affects decomposition. Okay. So for example, they found out that black plastic causes a body to decompose faster than clear plastic weird right isn't that fucking weird but also really interesting sorry my brain's just turning on that like why yeah i don't know why but it just it is weird all right yeah so this university also studies which animals contribute to the decomposition process they found out that possums also eat human remains i don't want to be eaten by a possum (laughs) me either Also, twice a year, they have cadaver dog training, which is really cool. That's awesome. I loved cadaver dogs. Me too. And it's really, it is great, like, how much they're helping solve crimes, you know? 
definitely. And then the Forensic Anthropology Research Facility at Texas State University focuses primarily on estimating time since death. They also train law enforcement and search and rescue teams, and they also train cadaver dogs as well. So they'll really often have fake search and rescues, like they'll set up like a whole plot of land and like hide a body and be like, all right, go search for it. That's cool. Like, obviously, that's not, like, exactly how it happens, but, you know, you get it. I mean, it kind of sounds like it pretty much is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, doggos, go find the person. Yeah, but not just with dogs, but, like, with people oh, okay. also. They'll have, like, law enforcement and search and rescue teams. They train them on how to better find bodies in the wilderness and things. Okay. Oh, like, signs yeah. to look out for, like, what plants might grow because of things right okay right like or what animals might be nearby exactly cool yeah the southeast texas applied science facility at sam houston state university uses insects to help estimate how long a person has been dead for Uh, One really cool thing that they do is they use 3D scanners to help estimate the sex of a person from their pelvic remains. Okay. So, like, if it's completely impossible for detectives or something to figure out, like, what the sex of a person is, these people can do it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. They can also study... Sorry. They also studied the effects of fire on remains, which is cool. Yeah, because I feel like in some ways it obviously degrades the body, but then it also kind of preserves it because it chars it and Mm -hmm. charred flesh doesn't decompose and get eaten the same way that... Right. Like, no, like, a lot of animals aren't going to want to eat the charred flesh. Right. So it's not going to, like, go away It's just quickly. Yeah. It's just really fucking interesting. The Complex for Forensic Anthropology Research at Southern Illinois University studied vulture scavenging. They also study the effects of freezing on human decomposition, which is what I mentioned earlier in the episode. Like, if your body was left, like, in a really cold area, how how do they know how long ago you died? Like, how would the police be able to determine that? This is how. They also found that bodies in southern Illinois sometimes naturally mummify due to the constant low wind speeds. What is weird? I know, it's fucking nature's weird. Okay, this is really fucking funny. This university studied the effects of lawnmowers on human remains. What? Yeah. Like, what happens to human remains if you fucking run a lawnmower over it? Do you want to know why they do this? That sounds, like, case-specific, like somebody did that. Okay, yeah. So it started after someone who was lawnmowing the body farm accidentally ran over two of the bodies, and they were like, oh, cool, let's turn this into a fucking study. Yike. I know. Isn't that wild? Okay. (laughs) I mean, make, make the best out of a bad situation, I guess. Yeah. They also studied what happens to bodies in concrete. As we know, concrete preserves your body slightly because you're just kind of, like, encased in there. Right. The Forensic Investigation Research Station at Colorado Mesa University found that there are two significant things that affect how fast a body will become skeletonized. The medical conditions of the person that they had before they died... 
so like how sick they were before they passed away mm-hmm. and the micro environments surrounding them okay so like like you were saying wind speed or if they were in shade versus sun or in a hot car or whatever or wrapped in black plastic yeah <laughs> yikes yeah okay so those were all in the United States, as you might ha- might have seen. But Australia opened the first body farm outside of the United States in 2016. Good for Australia. At the University of Technology in Sydney. This was really important as they would now not need to rely on information based on the American climate for forensics. Right. Um, because obviously, like... For some things they could get from they could get information, but the climate and environment in Australia is so different from the United States. Right. Like it's still gonna it's better than getting information from pigs, but like it's still guessing. Right. It's I mean, you're looking at things like humidity and temperature and shade versus sun versus types of plants that are nearby, types of animals that are nearby. Mm-hmm. You know, all of exactly. those things are going to be factors in how things decompose and get carried away and, you know, what happens to a body. It's just going to be more accurate if you're able to do it closer it to where you're actually getting the data. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then Canada's first body farm was opened in the summer of 2020 in Quebec. And this was very unique because all other body farms around the world were mainly in warmer climates. Right. Um, Whereas, of course, Quebec is in fucking Canada, where it's pretty cold for at least like half the year. Uh Uh-huh. At least half the year, if not more. Right, right. And Um, you're going to have like freezing temperatures and snow and yeah exactly yeah the uk had refused for years to open up a human body farm and instead only had animal ones and their reasoning for this was because it was unnecessary and that they could just rely on research and evidence from animals and that it was kind of morbid and nobody would want a human body farm. So for decades, they didn't have any human body farms. I just want to know, like, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think that there's certain information that obviously you can get from animals, but to me, it's like, if the people are willing and you have a place to do it, it's probably fine. Obviously, that's going to be contingent upon you having a place to do it, though. And the UK is kind of small. I mean, not that, like, there aren't wild spaces there are definitely wild spaces it's just i think that it might be harder to find an area that's large enough with like a varied enough climate to be worth having a body farm where like in the u.s there's just tons of empty open space the uk has been settled for so long that there's just not as much of that so maybe that could play a factor in it but i also think like I don't see why you shouldn't do it if you have a spot for it and no kids are going to go wandering onto that land and the people that you're having your body farm, like, I don't know what the correct word is. The people whose bodies are going to be on the body farm. There we go. As long as they're consenting to it, I don't see any problem with it. Yeah. I mean, your point about space is really good because when I learned that the UK is like, 
the size of Alberta or smaller, I was fucking shook. Yeah, the UK is really small. And, like, there's kind of a lot of people in the UK. There is. It's, like, a whole-ass country. Yeah. And, like, it's in the pop... It's, like, in the size of my whole province. Right. Like, that's insane. So... Yeah, and so, yeah, with spacing, I get it, because obviously body farms need to be in a big space, but it needs to be away from people because of the smell. Right. And again, (laughs) you don't want kids wandering in and getting scarred for life. Right. But they do have privacy fences around all of them, but yes. I mean... I agree. they, They would, but I'm just saying, like, in a place where there are more people per square mile, it's just gonna be trickier to find that location. Oh, for sure. For sure. But yeah, they really tried for years to bring body farms into the UK and they just kept getting denied and denied and denied until in 2019, they finally announced that they were going to be starting the process to try to open one up. But since 2019, we haven't really heard any news about whether or not it has opened up. I mean, there might be bigger issues. Yeah, there are definitely bigger issues. Like, Australia, yeah. they've already figured their COVID shit out. They're fine. <laughs> the UK, yeah. the US, we, we gotta figure some shit out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the process of what happens when your body is taken to a body farm is that researchers will take measurements and photos of the body, and then they will take hair and blood samples. And then obviously they'll give you like a body tag so that they know which body is yours. I mean, that's probably good. Yeah. And then they will take your body and it will be placed in a specific location based on what is being researched. So like if they're being if they're researching you in concrete, they'll put your body in fucking concrete. If they want to research you in a frozen tundra, they'll put you there, you know. Right. Like, in a very specific environment, that's where your body will be placed for however long they want to research it. Right. But, yeah, that's all the information that I have on body farms. All the interesting information, I, at least. That's cool, though. I mean, I feel like I can understand why some people may not be comfortable with them, too. Like, it, it sounds really weird to just, like, let whatever happens to people happen to people. Pretty much since humans have been human, we have been having funerals and having specific rites and rituals surrounding death. So from like a religious perspective, but even not necessarily like a religious, like any one religion, there's just a, a stigma around this is the proper way to deal with someone once they die. And body farms kind of fly in the face of that. Right. I guess... If you're somebody who's an atheist or agnostic and um, doesn't really care much for any of, like, anything spiritual or ritualistic like that, you'd be fine with having your body in a body farm, you know? Right. But I I also... I wouldn't even necessarily say that you have to be atheist. I'm sure that there are plenty of religious people that are in the body farms. I just think that the concept of a body farm can be unsettling to a lot of people because, like I said, from the very beginning of humanity, we've been doing, like, different funeral things. Like, whether that's putting a body on a boat and setting it on fire or 
just setting a body on fire or burying it in the ground or having embalming or putting it in a pyramid. Like, for all of humanity, we've been trying to find ways to deal with death. And there's certain things that we do to say goodbye and to, you know, just all of those things. And not that they're, like, not that you couldn't do those things. You could still have a funeral you can still put up a headstone, like I mentioned, or, you know, you can have memorials or wakes or whatever for people who are in body farms. But I just think that I can understand why it might make people uncomfortable to think about somebody just, like, having... Having let- their body, like, their loved one's body be treated like that, in a way. Right. And not that there's necessarily bad treatment going on. It's just, like, no, that it's but- not... It's not in the way that you always pictured. You always picture your loved one being handled after they die in whatever way that you have grown up in, you know? Right. But yeah, I, I understand that. I also think that there's something really fucking cool to being able to say, like, dying and being able to say, like, when I die, my body's going to help literally solve crimes. <laughs> right. Like, no, I think it's awesome. I think it's really cool. I think it's very similar to donating organs, except instead of donating, like, specific organs, you're just donating your whole ass body. Right. Like, I've always known from, for as long as I can remember, that I wanted to be an organ donor. Right. Me so, too. like... And I'm sure, like, a lot of people are, and I'm sure that a lot of people aren't. And I think that that's just a personal choice that people make, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with being an organ donor, and I don't think there's anything wrong with not being an organ donor, because that's your own personal decision to make. Just like with this. You want to have your body in a body form? Fuck yeah. If you don't, that's cool too. Right. Yeah. Also, fuck yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'd be comfortable with my body in a body farm. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. It's fucking cool, but, like, personally, I don't know if I would do it, but, like, it's fucking awesome, and if you do it, that's props to you. Right. I mean, on the plus side for body farms, you probably don't have to pay as much for, like, funeral costs. I mean, if you get a headstone, you're still paying for a headstone, but, like, you don't have to pay to be buried in the casket and... I mean, there are a lot of things that go into a funeral and to someone's death that we don't necessarily realize or think about. So this would cut some of that or, you know, maybe it wouldn't. Maybe you would still want those things, but, you know. Yeah. I I wonder how many people who are in body forms also had, like, a funeral thrown by their family members as well, you know? I just wonder. Right. I mean... I'm sure a lot. I'm sure most. I would say most probably had some form of a funeral and even if it's something i don't know even if it's not like what we think of when we think of a funeral some people have wakes i mean yeah it is cool and it's really cool the like information they get from it and that they're able to be more scientifically accurate about specific dates and times and what happens and when and how so that when they when police do find a body they're able to determine cause of death or time of death or whatever else more accurately oh yeah i think that the amount of things that body farms have been able to discover is remarkable and i'm really looking forward to seeing what else they do and like what other 
cool research they do and also what other really weird research they do like fucking the effect of lawnmowers on bodies right well and i mean i'm sure that there's different like there's things that you could not learn otherwise about like the effects of different drugs or different foods or different whatever on decomposition rates or on things like that or like what kind of bugs you attract you know like there's i'm sure that there's all kinds of variables that we have yet to think of that affect what happens to you after you die that they're going to come up with and be able to determine and be able to learn from and it's really awesome that they have that opportunity and that ability to it it is fucking cool yeah it is exciting and i think it's crazy how far science has come in the past like 100 years you know yeah yeah agreed and that was just a a really short episode so i'm sorry guys but i thought that it would be really interesting to do yeah it was a cool one thank you babe it was cool and uh very sciencey and uh sorry it's not as gruesome as the title makes it sound (laughs) (laughs) i mean you're welcome it's not as gruesome (laughs) <laughs> I mean, people are here for true crime and shit, so I, I think they're expecting some gruesome. Yeah. 50-50, I think. Yeah. But hopefully you guys enjoyed it, and if you did, please share this episode with anybody else who you think might enjoy it. You can follow us on Instagram at Fatal Tales, on Twitter at Fatal Tales Pod. Please, please consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Those help us out a lot. You can also send us any case suggestions at fatal at gmail.com. And yeah, remember guys, be gay and don't do crimes. Or at least don't get caught. Thanks, Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>